If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. First of all, I think it's really important to write out your goals and to write out like kind of where you want to be. I mean, I know it sounds really basic, but you know, even three months from now where you want to be and what you're trying to get done. Otherwise, it's sort of this lofty thing that you dream about and it seems a little intangible. And I think had I not been forced to do that, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. You're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This is part two of a two-part interview with Cara Joy of Cara Joy Photography. Obviously, check out the first part if you missed it. You'll get some great backstory there. Before we jump in, here are a couple of announcements from sponsors. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top of the line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let ProPhoto partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off for the first 18 months that you try this out. This is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code Photo biz help. Welcome back, Kara. This is uh, part two. If you're tuning in right now, actually, and you missed part one, I highly recommend going back and getting the backstory to this. But Kara, I wanted to ask you, since you're you're relatively new to this, what are some of the bigger challenges that you've come across? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest challenges for me has been more of like a personal issue, and I think I think a lot of people will relate to it though. Um, is just starting this has, has been like, I'm in the constant 
state of vulnerability, you know, like I'm always putting myself out there and um, trying to talk myself down from, you know, not that I don't want to care what people think, because obviously I'm going to care what my clients think, but um, to, to kind of hold it in the right light, you know, um, and to just be okay with putting myself out there and, you know, trial and error and be willing to fail. I think that's really stretched me just as a person. Yeah, just to be open to that. <laughs> yeah. And traditionally, have you been the sort of person in your engineering background that has not failed often, but has done pretty well? Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I'm a type one. So I'm like classic, like, yeah, so yeah, so it's something that um, for myself, I, I in school, and then going on to undergrad and graduate school, and then being a teacher. Um, similarly, like I it was, it came pretty easily, mm-hmm. you know, uh, school was really easy for me. So I can completely relate to that idea of, you know, failing and getting used to the fact that this is like a whole new thing. And there aren't really rules to it either. So, so the times sometimes that you fail are totally unexpected. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting down to take a test and you're like, I right. failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of the nature of it compared to engineering. And it's like, there's a right answer. There's a wrong answer. <laughs> Definitely a wrong answer. That's I, mean, right. there's, I mean, there's really not. I mean, there's your own way of doing things and there's somebody else is going to do it different. And it might work for one person and not for another. And it's very subjective. And, you know, you come across one client that thinks they're getting something that is different than what you do. And it can feel really kind of poopy. But then it's like, well, that's just not my ideal client, you know, Um, and it's nothing that you've done. But it's still really vulnerable and and weird, I think, especially if you're used to like Mm -hmm. doing things, you know, that are much more objective. Yeah, I was actually really fortunate, like early on to have an experience like that. So I think it kind of like broke me in really quick. (laughs) Um, Where a woman who I thought was absolutely gorgeous, you know, just wanted me to be touching up more than I prefer to do. And, you know, we had that conversation, I think she had some expectations on what her face would look like. And, (laughs) but yeah, that I'm glad that I went through that kind of early on just to be familiar with that feeling and that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up because some of my larger objections, specifically in my earlier days, were that very same thing. Folks that didn't particularly love the way they looked. And it's not necessarily that it was my fault at all, but that they, I think when you haven't maybe seen yourself in front of a camera a lot or who knows what the reason is. But um, one of the things that I found was helpful is I developed sort of a um, a very clear messaging around around uh, touching up beyond my edits. And so I charge $10 a thing per image now, which which includes and I described to people like if you want your teeth whitened or wrinkles removed that I'm not going to take liberty to remove, I will go in and do additional edits for you to do that. So that like the communication there has been really clear um, that they're still going to get a nice edit, but like, I'm not going to take liberty to be like, you know, they could really use a little slimming down in the arms, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, but that's a big one. So you've got your mini sessions coming out. What else are you working on in your business that, uh, that might be challenging you right now or that you're really enjoying anything at all sort of I I love talking about these like early months and years because I can remember how like there's so much energy and excitement around it but like you just said it, it can be really overwhelming so what are you what else do you have on your plate yeah so I mean right now one of my big goals is just to save for new gear um, I'm actually yeah. using, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. Sometimes when I, when I shoot people, I'm like, are they going to notice that my camera is not, but they think it's, I mean, it's different than what they're used to. So they think it's fabulous, but I mean, my camera is 10 years old and it's 
you know, it's definitely not professional grade. So that's, I'm basically just trying to work enough to save up and get to that point where I feel like I can sort of take the next step. I'm just seeing some limitations in my current gear, like focus points. I mean, it's just, I'm learning a lot because I'm, you know, I don't have the best camera out there. So I think it's forcing me to learn a lot more, but. I love that you brought this up because I, as listeners know, I am really passionate about not always having the biggest, best, greatest, newest gear. Like it's not necessary. And I think that learning how to take a good photo on the camera that you have is a huge, huge growth point in photography because you just said it, you'll start to notice when the equipment isn't serving you anymore. And you won't notice that when you're brand new to it. So now that you're like, oh, this, I don't like this. The ISO doesn't, you know, like that's because that's because you are growing and you know what you want. And I I said in an episode a long time ago that that's generally a good time to start looking into upgrading is when you feel like the thing is not serving you anymore. But it certainly doesn't mean you can't take a beautiful photograph Mm -hmm. on any any camera. So, you know, and I always like to remind folks listening that are new to this, like, don't worry that you don't have the latest. I usually upgrade my stuff every two models. So, and now the whole mirrorless thing is coming out and I have an older mirrorless. It's like five years old, but I, um, I still shoot on uh, Mark fours and um, still bring out the Mark two once in a while because I like the sensor, the color, how there's a combo of the 50 millimeter and the Mark two in Canon that to this day, and I'm sure I would love to hear from anybody listening that, that um, has experienced this, the coloring and the toning of something straight out of that camera is still Un- unmatched by anything they've put out. So all that to say, I think it's awesome that you're, you're, you know, just like learning on what you have and doing your best with what you have and then and recognizing, you know, when you need to bump it up a little bit. That's awesome. Because I think that discourages people that are starting out like I don't have XYZ, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I, um, I realized pretty early on because the lens that I had was, I mean, it was more geared towards landscape photography, because my husband, I bought it like, 10 years ago when we got married. And so I realized pretty early on that I wanted to get a new lens for portraits. And so I think I got it for 35 millimeter. I think I got it for less than hundred dollars. I mean, it was used. (laughs) It does what I needed to do. And I got that depth of field that I wanted. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. So I think I'd like to wrap up with, this is a question that I've been asking folks uh, the last few interviews, but um, since you're in the early days of building this, I'm particularly interested in uh, what you have to say about this, but what is, what is a favorite piece of advice or just your own piece of advice that you could offer people, even a couple few months behind where you're at, where they haven't quite booked their first client yet, or are just even thinking about taking this, this journey? What would you say to those folks? Yeah, I I mean, first of all, I think it's really important to write out (laughs) your goals and to write out like kind of where you want to be. I mean, I know it sounds really basic, but, you know, even three months from now where you want to be and what you're trying to get done. Otherwise, it's sort of this lofty thing that you dream about. And it seems a little intangible. And I think had I not been forced to do that, I wouldn't be I just wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I understand that. And and (laughs) again, listeners know that I go on about this a lot, but there is something very different than a very intangible, like, I want to get in better shape this year versus like, I'm going to work out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9am until Mm 10am. And you know, like, I mean, there's a huge difference there. Because when you start writing things out, and like, you're doing quarterly goals, um, there's a very clear 
a clear goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then once you list out all the subtasks, you're like, oh, I have like 10 things I should be doing right now, <laughs> you know, That's right. to make, That's in right. order to make that happen. So, um, but also like for people who are really, really early on, I mean, I would just suggest to get out there and shoot people. I mean, I, I literally just asked a family and um, took them out one evening, did their family photos. I did for free my first one. And from that though, I got like three clients because they loved the work that I did. And I mean, that's going to sort of get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to do right. You know, perfect is the enemy of done. And I think breaking through that barrier is for creatives, incredibly challenging. Even this podcast, I remember, <laughs> I remember like sitting around and just being like, Oh, like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I'm, you know, and you just have to hit record. And, and then I went back, if you listen to the first episode of the show, I went back and I'm like, and I did a little intro where I was like, um, I listened to this, I was going to delete it, I wasn't going to publish it, but I'm just publishing it because this is me modeling what I always tell people, you know, it's not perfect to me, but it's, it's done and it's out there. And so I think, I think the same goes for photos, you know, like you can't expect that you're going to like nail it the first time you do anything. Right. And to have maybe little to no expectations around what you're going to make <laughs> right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I think it's, it's just a process, especially like deciding how you want to set your prices and what you're all about. All of that early stuff is not, I mean, I'm really fortunate that my husband's working, so I kind of have the means to be able to I don't have that financial pressure right now to make sure I'm making a certain amount of money with my photos. So yeah, I would just anybody that's starting out to try to be in a position where the, the financial pressure is not there because you don't want to like rush ahead, like you said, or yeah, skip any steps just because you're trying to bang out a photo, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, if, especially if you're the sort of person that doesn't, my story is actually was a, a bit of like a timeline that I put myself on, but it was, um, it was a longer stretch of time. So it wasn't like, oh, shit, I got to pay the bills this month. It was like, a, you know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna give this six months and see where I'm at and, and so forth. But um, I appreciate that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your dream? I'm curious, how did you find this community? I'm just out of my own curiosity. Yeah, so I connected with Brianna Lane. Yeah, yeah, Brianna. Who gave great. me your information, and I found her kind of randomly too. It, uh, that's part of like again the rabbit hole. I just feel like one door opens to the next, and yeah, yeah. So she gave me your contact info, and I think I found you uh, like your Facebook group, maybe your podcast Facebook group. Sure, yeah, yeah something like that. No, and the networking is such a huge piece. It's interesting. Like you know, eleven ish years ago when I was starting out, it was not. It just wasn't a thing as much as it is now. Um, I, I think photography had this weird kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but people didn't really want to share and they didn't really want to connect as much as they do now. And Facebook groups weren't really a thing, but there was this like secretive aspect to it. Like, I'm not going to show you how I do my secret preset or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've had some amazing stories, particularly in our Facebook group, the Photo Business Help Facebook group. One of my associates, in fact, posted last uh, last year that over 50% of her income came from other photographers. So that's huge, right? That's people yeah, being that's like, crazy. Will you, yeah, second shoot with me or can you cover for me, et cetera. So I think it's super cool that you're networking. And yeah, Brianna came to a couple early meetups and workshops and stuff that I had. And mm -hmm. yeah, it just grows from there. So I'm happy to meet you. And I'm really glad that you're, you know, here sharing your story because again, 
I think that's what kind of fuels us forward, right? Yeah. Totally. So where can people find you? Yeah. So my website is karajoyphoto.com and Facebook and Instagram. I'm at kjphotoco. That's the O at the end. Awesome. And you mentioned your memoir. Do you want to share that with your with the audience at all? Do you want to leave a link for folks that might want to check that out? Yeah, I mean, that can just be found on Amazon. It's called My Father's Shadow. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. And I'll have all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Part two of my two-part interview with Cara Joy of Cara Joy Photography. All of the links to all of the things, as always, can be found in the show notes. If you would like to share your story on the Photo Business Help podcast with me, send me an email, natalie at photobizhelp.com. That's natalie at photobizhelp.com. Let me know what you want to chat about. I am open to all different suggestions and stories all things photography, I think our stories help each other on this journey. So I would love to hear from you. And again, that email address is natalie at photobizhelp.com. I'll be back every Tuesday and Thursday with more for you. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. Peace. If you're feeling stuck growing your photography business, I put together a list of eight things that since 2010 have consistently helped Jennings Photo to grow. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things, the number eight, the word things, and grab this freebie. It's called Eight Things to Grow. It'll help you get your head sorted and give you a little bit more clarity. You know, I'm a huge fan of clarity around what you need to have in your business. So head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. I'll be back soon.